Well, the Wookiees are back. We are here for another episode of Wookiee Prisoner Time. It's good to be back. I'm Sean here with Tim and Harney. Mm-hmm. Uh, there it is. There's the crack. It's been a couple weeks coming, boys. We are finally getting on to talk Ahsoka after a couple weeks. Yes, sir. What's up? Happy Labor Day. Hell yeah. Yeah. What'd you guys get up to this weekend? Anything fun? Uh, yeah, just, uh, just hanging, partying, some good vibes. <laughs> nice. but, Classic Labor we, Day weekend shenanigans. Yep, but we got our own party here, so happy yeah, to be we're... back. Wow. <laughs> it, <laughs> it is a party. We're ready to get into it. We figured we record an episode on the first three episodes the day before episode four comes out. That's just uh, that's just our good timing. That's how we do it here. But... We're, we're not that far behind. <laughs> just just a little bit too late, but yeah, yeah, still. But it's the two in one app sets us at an okay pace. Yeah, like three. Better, better late than never. Um, so I guess with that said, we've had Ahsoka. For a couple weeks now, two weeks, three episodes. I don't know about you guys, but I've watched each of them a couple times already. I feel like this week in particular has gone by really slow. I feel like I haven't seen the new episode in a while right. at this point. But I guess yeah, overall, I... what are you, what are you guys thinking so far on the show? Oh, Rebel season five! I love it. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> uh. No, it's it's been a lot of fun. The characters just just look great. I mean, there's there's a lot to talk about, but yeah, I think all the characters look great. The locations, and the action looks great. Uh, I am I am enjoying it, to nice. say the least. Yeah, Brendan, what I'm about liking, you? I'm liking the scale of it too. Yeah, the fact, the fact that we're getting another galaxy within Star Wars Whoa. is pretty wild, Ooh. if not multiple. Yeah. Oh my God, he's starting off with the heavy, the heavy notes right out of the gate. <laughs> yeah, that was I a mean, pretty big reveal. We got I a mean, long ep. Galaxy far, far away is how it started, and now there's two <laughs> galaxies far, far away. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> the possibilities are endless. Exactly. Have you been enjoying it so far, Harney? Did it, has it lived up to your expectations so far? I know we're only a couple episodes in, but what do you think? Honestly, I'd say with how much I went back and forth with expectations with this, it's pretty much living up to it so far. Nice. Maybe even yeah. exceeding a little bit. What, yeah. you like, at one point you were expecting so much and then you kind of dialed it back? Like, what do you... What do you I was mean? cautiously optimistic by the end, I'd say. Gotcha. Mm. I feel like, in general, that's a good good spot to be. Yeah, but I, I, was, I was in from, from first take pretty much as soon as i saw those words start to roll down i was like okay this watch this is something this is gonna be something yeah it's gonna move the needle yeah and shout out shout out the 9 p.m watch spot i think it just enhances the experience at least for me personally i don't have that temptation to watch (laughs) at like two o'clock in the afternoon but like just the perfect lighting a little popcorn action it's great and everyone's pretty much Pretty much on the same schedule, yeah, uh, and, and available for a team watch no Mo- most of the time. But no more seven a.m. watches for me. Thank God, <laughs> that was brutal. <laughs> I've always As... been a believer in the uh, the the dark after dark yeah. watch. Movie theater so this atmosphere. is perfect. Yeah, sets a scene for sure. Thankful for us East Coasters, we have a pretty pretty prime time. Oh yeah, that sucks for the. the Cali people and everything. They're, I guess they're like, I guess like are back. people in across the country or across the globe and like Europe and wherever. I think it's, I think it's the new two a.m. or something for them. Oh, geez. So basically, basically, what it was for us. So yeah, yeah. All right. Well, if we can do it, they can do it too. We had we had, we had our time in the in the three a.m. sphere. Yeah, there. interesting. Yeah, yeah. But uh, right. yeah, I agree. Like you guys said, I mean. I really enjoy it so far. Uh, Harney, you mentioned like getting a little bit of a crawl with the text in the first episode, and you texted it. You kind of felt like it just felt a little more grand. Yeah, 
um, and it felt more like a movie, essentially, right? I mean, we had the two episode premiere. Yeah, um, yeah. It just I, felt like it's gotten its due, or Ahsoka the character. Yeah, exactly. I was kind of saying that, like, she's getting like the original Star Wars treatment. Yeah. Like from the call sure. to how the music is used, it's very classic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So as much as I love uh, Ludwig Göransson and and uh, Mando <laughs> and Boba Fett and what he did with the music there, I think that's some of my favorite Star Wars music ever. Mm-hmm. To get, I mean, the music itself hasn't blown me away, but just the feel of it is like, I feel like it's important for Ahsoka and like her coming into live action. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I so, think... go ahead, Tom. Now, just a quick note. I feel like. I, as I'm watching this, I feel like there are multiple, at least at this point by episode three, there's multiple like storylines going on at once. I think with like a Mando and a Boba Fett, just have like that one, you know, anti-hero kind of, kind of running the show. But with this, I think that adds to that like grand scope. It just feels like there's a lot of moving pieces and they're all going to be tied together at some point, but it just feels a little bigger just with how much we get right now. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, just going back to like the music for a sec it it has been scored like a movie and like i mean obviously kevin kiner did clone wars and rebels so he's really familiar with the characters and everything so having their familiar themes and like musical cues have has been pretty surreal in the show and the end credits yeah that's huge (laughs) i could listen to the end credits on repeat (laughs) yeah they pretty much go through every theme like before it gets to like the the main theme, they hit everyone's character theme. It seems like at the end of the episode. I think like yeah, I think we get credits. Sabine, Ahsoka, and Hera. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think we get them all. Hera is one of my favorites. Which like, if I try to think about that one, I can't really. Uh, Hera's. I can't really I drum it up in my mind, but when it comes on, I'm like, oh yes, that's right, and it's really good. Well, it's it's really close to Leia's theme, I think, on purpose. Mm-hmm. I think the first like three notes are the same, and then it just it kind of drones out a little bit more to kind of make it unique to Hera. Gotcha. That's the way I like to look at it, at least. Mm. Very like rebellion, uh, rebellion esque. Yeah. 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 Speaking of the characters, I feel like they they at this go around have translated from animation a little bit more <laughs> uh, easier. For me, I feel like mm-hmm. with the Soka transition in that one Mandalorian episode at first, I was a little bit like, okay, I need to see more of this to make sure I'm on board with, with how they made this work. But I think Hera and Sabine especially are kind of just fitting the mold really well, for me at least. Yeah, I feel like that's a good, um, I guess that's a good starting point from our overall thoughts. Um, yeah. Is, is talking about like our kind of like three main characters, Ahsoka, Hera, and Sabine. Uh, well, I guess Ahsoka, Sabine, and then Hera. But Tim, like you said, you've liked the transition for Sabine and Hera, who we hadn't previously seen. Like we got Ahsoka before in Mando and Boba. Um, Harney, how have you, how have you liked that so far? Maybe you know what thoughts do you have. On... Well, with Sabine, I think that they kind of they're absolutely nailing it so far, and the the actress that they chose and the job that she's doing in being that character are like, it, when you think about it through that lens, it's kind of wild. Cause I said to you guys, <clears throat> I think after this last episode that I never even thought about the actress and like the work that she was doing because I literally just thought it was Sabine, yeah, which <clears throat> is kind of a testament to how good she's, she's really yeah, doing. It's good. It's a good sign for sure. And uh, similar with Hera, as as time gone, has gone on, I'm I'm more uh, convinced she's still got that that motherly feel to her, but like still the fire. Mm-hmm. You definitely yeah. saw the fire in the last episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. Roasting some senators. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Um, definitely agree with Sabine. I think that's been a pretty seamless transition. Um, and I, the thing with like. 
bringing animated characters into live action vice versa right it's not like i don't think it necessarily has to be a one-to-one thing where they have to be exactly the same like you know this is a different story different medium of like telling a story so i think it's it's obviously fine if it doesn't feel exactly like how the you know the animation like felt like obviously the voices are different and i don't think it should be like and it's never going to be like that but and i guess also like you know think of it as you know for an example like the reverse right with like anakin you've got him first in in live action and going to animation and that wasn't like a one-to-one right no yeah it's it's always gonna it's always gonna be different it's always gonna be a little different but it it was cool to just see like another side of that character and you know i'm i guess whatever headcanon you want to give or (laughs) you know, why that character is a little different, but, you know, it's, it's cool to just see, like, different sides of, you know, the character's personality coming out through, like, different mediums, you know, different, like, chronological times, you know, in their life. Yeah. So. And, uh, like... Also, shout out Ryder. Speaking of <laughs> yeah. transitions. I mean, his, his voice is so uh, distinctive. Like, yeah. yeah. And I never really realized I, I knew I knew Clancy Brown and what he looked like, but I never put it together that like his character on Rebels is kind of like looks like him. He looks yeah. like him, yeah. No, so I knew it was just like, like all right, just like draw this guy like as a cartoon, <laughs> like somewhat. Take this voice and make it into a character. Yeah. He does um, a he does a lot more than uh, Mr. Krabs. He he's a lot of characters. Uh, yeah, he's Savage. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. The, the thing with, like, the animation, like, all different kinds of animation, right? There's there's some people in the industry who are, like, hundreds of voices of, anima- of animated yeah. characters. Mark like, Hamill. Yeah, yeah, they use a lot of the, a lot of the same people. He was also, um, what was his name? Uh, the Bill Burr crew in Mando. Yeah, he's the, the big, big like, red guy. The big, devil-looking guy, guy. yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he's, he's had a, a bunch of different Star Wars appearances. Dude's got range. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Keep bringing him back. Yeah. Um, I feel so. I'm just on like the note of like the characters, right? I feel like we'll get it more as the story goes on, but I almost not that this is a criticism of the show, but I almost feel like Sabine is kind of like the viewer's perspective. Uh, so far, I don't know, like, what you guys think about that. Like it almost, like she, it almost, hero? it almost seems like she's our main character. Like that's how we're like taking in the story. I see it that way. Yeah, I kind of vibe with that a little bit. She's kind of going on like a hero's journey. <clears throat> yeah, which like I like Sabine. I like it. Um, but I mean, in a show called Ahsoka, it can be a little confusing. <laughs> I think they want to show Ahsoka's growth through Sabine. Through Sabine, yeah, yeah. Like we've talked a little bit about how. Uh, Ahsoka sees Sabine. It uh, sees her herself in Sabine, mm-hmm. and she might be seeing Anakin in herself, and she's struggling with that type of thing. That whole um, what's the word for it? Not not juxtaposition, but I'll just go with that for now because I can't think of the world. <laughs> but and uh, yeah, I think the the whole Master Apprentice theme is going to be huge for ahsoka's growth yeah yeah i and mean that's really that's really been like at the heart of the story so far is their relationship yeah um yeah that definitely yeah. makes me really curious and i guess maybe like the first obvious question to throw out there is like why do we think there's like a little rift there like why did ahsoka walk away from from sabine you know from where we left off with her you know it seemed like she was in a great position to be like a master and have an apprentice. So, yeah, I I don't know what, what explanation they're going to get there, but I'm interested to see how it plays out. I think we, I feel like we've talked about, like we've talked about this a little bit. Ahsoka's kind of just, she says she has her trauma and it's like, she can't really, or at least to this point, she hasn't gotten over it yet. Um, Harney, you definitely mentioned that, how like that was affecting probably her and Sabine's relationship on how maybe they trained and whatnot. But I think it is, it is a lot of like Ahsoka not reckoning with her past to fully be able to like teach Sabine. 
Yeah, there's so many layers to it. It is interesting to think uh, all we had in that first episode of Mando was Ahsoka refusing to train Grogu just because she felt like she it wasn't her place to do it. And that's all we kind of had at the time. But now knowing what we know now, maybe Sabine and whatever went down in between Rebels and Ahsoka, whatever happened with Sabine, maybe that played into not wanting to train Grogu as well. Well, she didn't want to not train him, right? I think she just felt like Luke was the right one for the job. No? I think she was. She got a little scared off by his uh, his inner darkness. Yeah. What he I, said. Like, she, like, in that Mando episode, right, she, like, referenced, like, she saw how, like, the darkness in even one of the best Jedi, like, how yeah. that, like, corrupted him, obviously, talking about Anakin. Um, but it is, it is a, definitely a question on, like, why Ahsoka seemed seemingly, like, left Sabine in the first place, like, when they first started training. Like, did, mm. was it, like, that Sabine wasn't getting it? Because, like, obviously it seems that she obviously didn't get too far with, like, the Force, their first go-around. Like, we still see her struggling with that. Um or was like did Ahsoka blame herself? Like she said something about, you know, you have your reasons when you walk away, but sometimes they don't always have the right effects. Mm-hmm. Like, why mm-hmm. do you guys think Ahsoka may have left Sabine in the first place? I mean, part of me was like thinking that Ahsoka maybe felt like a sense of failure because, you know, Sabine, from what we thought in maybe that first episode, wasn't force sensitive. Mm-hmm. So maybe she saw that as, like, a failure of how she couldn't really, like, I guess they're kind of redefining, like, what a Jedi is. Like, can you be a Jedi? Can you be, like, a, you know, an apprentice, even if you don't have the Force? I guess now in this third episode, they might be hinting at that with Sabine a little bit. But that was, like, my initial thought. Maybe she felt like, you know, she couldn't truly teach her in, like, all of the different facets of, like, being a Jedi just because she can't use the Force. Um, and, like, you know, she saw, she saw like a failure in herself as a master, you know? Yeah. I also think that, uh, from what we've seen so far, she might've had like an expectation in her head and mm-hmm. Sabine wasn't quite <laughs> meeting that. And yes. That's maybe what I'm she thinking. Did, she did like blame herself for that possibly, but she also seems to just kind of project it on Sabine herself that she's mm-hmm. just, she's just not getting it. So like, yeah. I can't do it. Yeah, yeah. Like, like you know, obviously there's all the stuff with Anakin and, like, regret and guilt and all that. But I'm almost wondering, like, is it is it even, like, a traumatic thing? Like, kind of like the Luke and Ben situation? Or does she just, like, see herself as a, a reflection of, like, being a failure with, with Sabine? Yeah, I, I think that Ahsoka thinks that, she, like, she obviously has a lot of wisdom and mm-hmm. she's super experienced. But I think maybe there's a little bit of arrogance there with some of the conversations she's had with Hera regarding Sabine. They just seem a little, uh, like, I guess, dogmatic and kind of absolute. And she's not really being flexible, even though she Mm -hmm. thinks that she is. Like 100% or nothing. You're saying, like, Ahsoka's not being flexible. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. And I think um, in the last episode, in episode three, we get, like, it opened up with that training sequence and everything on the ship, right? Um, and then it was cool. I always, <laughs> I, always, I always love a good Jedi training, like, montage or scene, what have you. But when Ahsoka goes into the cockpit, Sabine goes to, like, the gunner position, they do kind of have, like, a little breakthrough. And Ahsoka does, right, when she's, like, talking to Hiang and she's saying, like, she doesn't need Sabine to be a Jedi. She needs her to be herself. And mm. I guess that kind of, like, lets in a little bit to Ahsoka that, like, you know, I do have to kind of, like, maybe train her a little different than what I maybe had thought and really listen to what she needs from me as opposed to what I think she needs from me. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. once once they kind of, once that clicks in for Ahsoka, she's like, all right, what do you need? They start clicking and things start going right in the ship, right? They start doing well. Yeah. Like before that, it wasn't. (laughs) They're showing a lot of growth 
even this early, even three episodes in, like a difference in opinion and, and perspective for the characters, which I love. Yeah. Because that means they're going to grow even more. By the yeah. End. I guess that kind of bleeds into like, and maybe another question of like Sabine being force sensitive and like, what do you guys think about that? But I think just kind of like the theme of the show, being a master and apprentice, I think, I, I forget who says it, Hu Yang, who says like, oh, you come from a, you know, non-traditional line of Jedi. You know, if, I guess for me, like if Sabine wasn't all there with the force, like I, I'd almost be okay with that. And Ahsoka like grows as a master by maybe like accepting that, that, you know, maybe she won't be strong in the force, but, you know, she can still teach her a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, That's where I'm leaning. But what do you so, think? What, what was your question? Like, where is Sabine going with the Force? Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a big, big, like, you know, talking point. Yeah. Um, and I think that kind of, like, ties into their relationship, Sabine and Ahsoka, what that can mean for both. Brendan, any thoughts? Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's tough to say because they, they may – to me, they're either teasing it with the whole coffee cup thing or they're trying <laughs> to coffee. show that uh, Sabine is kind of approaching it the wrong way, that she should be approaching it, that it doesn't matter if you can, you know, the, it's not just lifting rocks, the whole that whole deal. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, she should try to find her own way instead of trying to be something that she's not. So... Maybe, maybe in like a time of like desperate need, she'll be able to channel something and kind yeah. of show that like the force works. You, in you serious ways. The force. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. But I, I feel like a big theme is going to be that she, she isn't force sensitive as we know it. And she never really will be. And like, that's okay. Yes. Yeah. The, the force is like, and people, it's such a personal thing to like each person. Uh, and I feel like they, we get it a lot. Like the, what Kanan said, like, she's just like blocked to it in rebel in the rebels, uh, episode. But I feel like that's still carrying over. Like she's blocking her connection to it. Um, and whatever that connection looks like, I guess we'll find out. I feel, I was thinking after the last episode, like, I feel like we will get a little bit of a scene with her using the force in some way, like Carney, mm-hmm. like you said, like in some kind of maybe dire situation. And I feel like that's going to be a pretty, uh, pretty chill inducing scene whenever we get that breakthrough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If we do, I guess. Yeah. Like Tim, you're leaning towards maybe not. I would say, yeah, I would say I'm probably leaning, leaning towards no. Like I kind of hope she's not. And the whole thing with like both their growth paths is like, you know, you have to learn to accept that. And, uh, but, but I'm sure I'll, I'll be equally as excited if that breakthrough breakthrough moment happens. Mm-hmm. I'm getting kind of a vibe, kind of a Ray vibe that the difference between her being someone and her being no one. Like a lot of people still hold the opinion that like, it would have been better off if she was actually no one and didn't have some type of family lineage that gave her these powers. Cause, cause it kind of shows that like, it doesn't matter who you are. You can still become mm-hmm. that person. And I feel like mm-hmm. it could be the same thing with Sabine. Like you don't have to be able to lift rocks and stuff in order to be mm-hmm. what she needs to be and mm-hmm. contribute what she needs to do to the universe. Yeah, maybe they're, yeah. they're trying that angle out again. I don't know. But. Yeah, but then, yeah. then we got Ray Palpatine in the third one. Right. But I think, like, I mean, <laughs> I feel like it's a whole other conversation. But I do still think that, like, you still have, like, Ray from nowhere. Like, that's still a part of her. Even though yeah. she does have the lineage. Like, it, it, it is a whole, right. like, mesh of it. Um, that's fair. But I do like what you're saying that, you know, Sabine is kind of someone who wouldn't have expected to be in that situation, but maybe she'll find her way. Um, yeah. So I guess if we want to move on from that, maybe switch over to the evilness, the badness. Oh, oh God. <laughs> what have you guys thought? I mean, we have like, 
a bunch of them so far. We have Morgan Elsbeth, Balin, and Shin, and then we also have Maroc. Yeah, wow, we get some. How to, Merrick? How do you say his name? <laughs> uh, and then we still haven't even gotten thrown yet. So it's a lot of baddies. Yeah, we got a lot of them. A lot of baddie daddies. I I'll start off by saying I wasn't expecting it at all, but I feel like I do like that they either made the change or it was always the plan, but incorporating Dathomir into Morgan Elsbeth's character. Yeah, that was neat. I'm pretty on board with that. Old Night Sister. Harney, I know you love uh, Dathomir and all that stuff. What do you think about that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Why do we love Dathomir? Where does it show up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Design. Am I right? <laughs> From what game? <laughs> I don't know. Something about a, a asbestos or something? Cal asbestos? <laughs> That's got to be it. <laughs> Has Merrick Marek Um, well, I'll be honest. The Morgan Elsbeth character isn't really doing much for me so far. Yeah, I'll, I'll see how they kind of expand on it. But uh, I'm loving uh, Ray Park and uh, <laughs> not Ray Park, Ray Stevenson. Oh, Ray Park is is uh, Maul. Yeah. yeah, Ray Stevenson. Um, yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. Um, whoever, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I kind of like how they're just keeping it mysterious for the time being. Mm-hmm. It kind of ties into the classic Star Wars feel for me. That like, they've kept it simple. They introduce the villains right away. They show Ahsoka and how badass she is, and establish it that way, and kind of go back and forth and give you pieces yeah. as you go. Um. So I think they're they're gonna build to something that's really good and interesting. I I believe, mm-hmm. but I have no idea what it's gonna be. I think that uh, how am I forgetting his name? The the actual character's name. Balin. Balin. Balin Skull. Balin seems like a very interesting character to me. Yes, I seems, I agree. Yeah, he seems so like controlled and like Zen. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, in the uh, the first scene, you know, we get him like we get him some murdering some guys, uh, but he d- he just seems like I don't know. Yeah, he seems a little wistful at like the thought of like having to kill Ahsoka. Like Morgan kind of questions I mean, that. Most most bad guys in this this universe either have horns or like an evil cape. He just looks like a normal dude. I think that kind of <laughs> plays into it. But uh, they they are really keeping their their cards close to their chests with those two, which, which I, I agree. I also really like, um, I feel like Balin just seems like a really knowledgeable guy. You know, they talk about his past with, with the Jedi. So, um, they said he kind of disappeared after 66. Right. Yeah. So I guess I'm, I'm curious why he kind of lost touch with the Jedi and the order. Like what happened to have them see things in a different light. So I'm very curious about that. And then, uh, yeah, Shin, Shin, I feel like they kind of have a little bit of, like, innocence with her. Like, even though she's evil and she's doing Balin's, like, bidding and stuff. And they have their master-apprentice dynamic. I feel like she she doesn't really know what's going on a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, so I, I could see, like, maybe a redemption arc with her. Because she just feels – I just feel like she's on, like, a need-to-know basis with uh, – with like Morgan and Thrawn and everything, yeah. So interested to see what what goes on there. It seems like maybe all she knows is being trained by by Balin. Yeah, because yeah. they mentioned that that uh, Hu Yang um, recognizes his lightsaber, but not hers. But it was yeah, yeah, exactly. in a similar way. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she's like, obviously, she's not that old, right? So he, de- I, I would guess that he found her. After he, uh, six, somewhere six, on, at some point, somewhere around the yeah, yeah, down the road. Um, so shout out Hu, Hu Yang, Hu Yang, yeah, easily one of my favorite. Uh, <laughs> you call him Bujo so far. Hu Dang, dang, chill. He was like roasting Sabine. He was like, You have like the least force like connection I've ever seen. <laughs> like, yo, 
that's not what she needs to hear. He doubles down <laughs> on it too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, was that not true? <laughs> oh man. He's Spin been bars. Yeah, he's been uh, probably the funnier, funnier part of the show. I'd say. Yeah. Um, always love a good droid. <laughs> um, yeah, but, he, but he's pretty in, inspirational too. Yeah. Well, maybe. <laughs> Tough uh, one. Yeah, Tim. I guess before we move on from like the bad guys, like what you were saying about Shin, like she doesn't really know what's going on. She even like when they were talking. Um, when her and Balin were talking at the, whatever that like old temple thing was where they put the hologram, she was like, oh, well, like, what are we, what are we going to get when we do this or whatever, or we find Thrawn? Ugh. She doesn't even like know why they're in it in the first place. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Balin kind of just gives like, oh, like more power than anyone can ever imagine. Yeah, and she's just like, oh, great. Okay. What was yeah. that? <laughs> yeah, good. she's like, she's like, why are we doing this? Like, what I'm the in. hell is going on? <laughs> yeah. So I can I, I can definitely see your point. Maybe we'll get uh, maybe her and Sabine will connect in some kind of way, mm-hmm. since they kind of seem to be opposites of each other at this point. Yep. Yeah. yep. You know you know that battle was the first uh, all female lightsaber battle in live action. Holy cow! In the first episode. Yeah. That's I guess, pretty. That's pretty I cool. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, Tim, you mentioned it. You mentioned it. Uh, after one of the episodes that just like the, the leads, the three yeah, women lead. We're get I mean the three women leads on the good side and then you get Morgan, you have Finn. Uh it is good to see. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of like I don't know that if some people have the opinion that sometimes it could feel forced, but like I don't get that at all. I feel like not even yeah. just natural and it makes at, sense. <laughs> at the at the risk of sounding like insensitive, like I feel like sometimes a show like this it might be all like girl power and that might be like the the overriding motif but like this does not feel like that at all like it feels like i don't know just three like inspiring characters to follow and that that's and then it's just a story and what goes along with it so i'm i'm enjoying it i'm with you yeah that's been good but um where else did we want to go I wrote down some notes here. Yeah, what do you got? (laughs) Star Star whales officially have they been dubbed, but also Purgle. Some space whales. Space whales rolls off the tongue. Space whales does roll off the tongue. Yeah. From the first time I saw that Rebels episode, I I think I texted you guys immediately. I was like, seriously? Space whales? (laughs) (laughs) But hey, here we are. It works. They looked great. I mean, yeah, I guess what do you guys want to want to explore with that? So, you know, they can go to other galaxies like that. That sets up a lot of a lot of room in the sandbox for, for you know, new stories or whatever. Is there even an answer at this point, like where they're going with that or like what that could lead to? What's no, wrong? Seems like it's the key. Seems like it's the key to, to everything. <laughs> And they don't even, I think. It's the key. (laughs) I'm assuming that this like seven or nine, whatever the number is, like hyperdrive ship is going to get them there. Uh, But other than that, like they just say that the Purgle are able to do that, right? I don't think Mm -hmm. a regular hyperdrive is going to get them there. Right. So either. Either this is like a one-time thing, or yeah, like you said, it kind of open. It just opens up endless possibilities of intergalactic travel. Yeah, I kind of lean on the I kind of lean on the one-time thing for this show, pretty much. But mm-hmm. I guess we'll see. A galaxy far further away. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Maybe closer. Mm-hmm. Closer True. than you realize. True. Um. What does Ahsoka say at the end of the the last episode? She kind of lays it out pretty perfectly. About what? She she just says like, "Oh yeah, they're they're building this thing based on what we've just seen. It's right in front of us, the Pergo, or something like that." Oh, the space rig. Something like that. I don't know. Oh oh, Hu Yang was like talking about. um, He was like reading the layout 
the readouts of the the ship they were creating. Um, and he was saying like, oh, they travel. They're like, it's along the same like travel lanes or migration patterns as Purgle. She was like, oh, like the Purgle we just saw. Because they're at like they're at like the jumping off point to that other galaxy, yep. basically where they are right now. Got it. Got it. So we'll see. Um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, I guess. Like on that note, like the other galaxy and stuff. I guess we want to bring up Ezra. Um, I liked that one scene where Sabine was like sitting in the the tower and like was playing back the recording of, of Ezra. But that was that was a nice moment. Her just like reflecting. Yeah, and she totally got friend zoned. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> like, what do you say? You're like you're like, like you're a sister. Like a sister. <laughs> Dude had the biggest crush on her on season one and two. I know <laughs> she, she missed her chance. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm done with you. They also just like went off of that after the first two seasons. Like they didn't even mention like. I wasn't any... even yeah played with it all. Yeah, Ezra moved on, I guess. Ever since he, I guess uh, it was a more of a sister relationship. Yeah, right. That was the the turning point. He cut his hair. He's a bad boy. She cut her hair too now, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that that parallel was awesome. Everyone's cut their hair these days. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, genius. Although she did look pretty good with the long hair and the. In the manual armor. Yeah. For like that two second <laughs> shot. <laughs> oh well. Maybe someday. Um uh, yeah. I that getting that that uh Ezra hologram was like probably one of the bigger emotional points so far, these th- first three episodes. Yeah. Do you uh Harney, when do you think we're gonna see Ezra? If we do at all. Do you think it's just gonna be the hologram or or what? No, I think I think he Honestly, probably sooner rather than later. Sooner than people think, I would say. Hmm. I think that he's going to play a part in whatever finale ends up happening in, in this season. So maybe not like midway through, but like maybe for like a third to last episode type deal that we they somehow join up with him or end up where he is. Uh, I right. think that, that finding him is going to be the tipping point to like up the scale for the end of the season. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to think he's, he's with Thrawn or like he was where Thrawn was. And it seems like where things are progressing, they're going to, they're going to get to that other galaxy or at least, you know, close, close to where he was soon. Right. So yeah. you have to think yeah. Ezra comes along as a package deal with that. It is, it is also pulling yeah. strings from afar. So maybe they got separated at some point, but, if he's still right. there and Thrawn is able to do what he's doing, then mm-hmm. I don't know. Either maybe Ezra's dead or... Yeah, right? It creates some questions. <laughs> you know, a lot of people are thinking that maybe Ezra is not going to be the, the chipper young lad that we knew before. Oh, God. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, I mean, we're in that weird spot where, like, we know, I mean, just based on, like, the promo, promo stuff, like, we know we're, like, going to see Thrawn. So, mm-hmm. by that logic, we unless they kill him off off screen, like we should see Ezra. But who knows? I'm, yep, you have to think. It's too hard to predict. <laughs> yeah. Too hard to predict, but yeah, I don't know. I'm optimistic. Yeah. Um, what else? Speaking of, I mean, do you guys have like maybe predictions for the next couple of episodes? I feel like it's so wide open at this point. Besides that they either Thrawn's coming here or they're going there. I feel like that's kind of all we have to go off of. Yeah. I, I'm with you. It's just, this seems like a, maybe the most open that we will have the whole story from here on out. Yeah. How many, maybe, how many, maybe it'll change tomorrow. Yeah. Cause how many, how many more episodes do we have? Uh, five, five more. Really? It's eight episodes. Okay, that's that's not that much, you know. Like I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, tomorrow will be halfway. They have to get to Thrawn, and then something is to happen with Thrawn. So that's yeah. like two episodes, you know. Yeah. For, for each of those parts. Yeah, um, which is which is crazy. I um I mentioned it to my I was like texting my brother about it, and 
I know it's a little bit of a different situation because we got him in season one and two for Mando, but like last uh, season of Mando, we didn't get Gideon until the second to last episode, maybe. Oh yeah, that's true. Like, yeah, he was just a non a non factor for six episodes, and then they bring him in the last two. But like, mm-hmm. you know, he had been in season one and season two, so it's kind of kind of different there. But. I feel like they. I feel like they do that. They save a little bit for the last couple episodes, um, so we'll see. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's I'm, I'm really in for the ride right now. I, I'm. I'm really happy about mm-hmm. the direction everything is going, and I'm just. I feel like I'm going to be happy with whatever comes, which I don't <laughs> usually feel that way. Yeah. I mean, I'm also enjoying watching some of like the slower burn storytelling. Like, so you had Hera and the, those senators. Right. I think they're kind of just like setting setting the tone for those being, um, you know, like incompetent New Republic people and like kind of what gives rise to this big, you know, the First Order coming along. So it's cool to see that stuff. And like, you know, we see it in, um, you know, uh, Mando as well. Mm-hmm. So so that kind of like that longer, longer term storytelling stuff, too, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, like you said, Mando, like. And in this, like, we kind of see that they're a little bit unwilling to act, like, rash in any way about a threat that's, like, technically not right in front of them. Like, they're not going to waste their time unless it's right in front of them, but that's going to prove a little costly, we can tell. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But you also kind of get it from their perspective, like... I mean, although Harris says, like, you know, she wants to prevent a war from happening because they just got out of one... But from their point of view, it's like, well, we just were in a war, so it's not. We don't want to like start this whole thing up again if it's not, right, right, a really even uh, tangible threat yet. Like we don't know. Yep. Yeah. Classic politicians just want to act like nothing's happening. Yeah. <laughs> everything's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> Smile like, away, boys. But you can see that Mothma's like wrestling with it. Like she does. Like she doesn't want to do nothing. Yeah. I don't. I don't think at least. But... Chancellor. Chancellor Mothma. She's going to put everything in the toilet, isn't she? (laughs) Hope not. (laughs) Well, we kind of know what happens. (laughs) Uh, In like 20 years from now. Yeah. yeah. She's got time. She's got time. Maybe she's out of office next season or something. Retired. (laughs) Yeah. Also, along those lines, it's kind of interesting to me that we see um it like this vibe of like the leadership is very akin to what it was like in the rebellion but in mandalorian we kind of see the the ugly side of it when we're on coruscant and everything which i think it i think people didn't like that episode but i think that juxtaposition is going to be really important to how things kind of blow up in the end getting that like inside look at how the new republic's like operating you're saying exactly like you can see the good side and and the bad side oh right right yeah how kind of the good side isn't really doing enough to stop the bad side from happening Mm -hmm. but they i don't know if they can because it's such a big scale right 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 and like i don't know what the answer is that like they should be doing differently but like you kind of just want to be like, open your eyes a little bit. You know, there's, there's still things going on. Right. Like, and that's what Harry's trying to tell him. <laughs> it's like, yeah. People still loyal to the empire. Like when they were on like Corellia, obviously they have those people being like, long live the empire, whatever. Yeah. But it's a whole mess. Um, I guess overall, has there been anything you guys like haven't liked so far? Well, I kind of said this, like, I'm still just trying to get up to speed and get on board with Stoic Ahsoka. I feel Mm -hmm. like, you know, we just, we just know her in such a different light in Clone Wars and then kind of like a bridge would be like her character in Rebels. But I guess you could just chalk it up to age and wisdom and, you know, her characters come a long way, but 
Uh, that, that might be the only thing. I'm just like, ah, like I want her to be like a little silly, I guess, at some points and like upbeat. And sure, her, her standing there with her space coffee with her, you know, with her arms folded. Uh, I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. Like that might be the only thing that I'm just still trying to come around to in full. Um, I think she showed a lot yeah. of it in the previous episode, though. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good, uh, good, good uh, other side of it. What were you going to say, Bujo? I was going to ask what you thought, but I mean, you saying that, I agree. I feel like, like, well, it wasn't like a total shift last episode. We started to see a little of the cracks uh, break through again, just like with her and Sabine kind of kind of breaking through a little bit. So that, that other side of Ahsoka is coming out. Um, yeah, that kind of brought it back a little bit. Which I think is like part of the whole thing about what their relationship means to like the show. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, Tim. I do think, I feel like it's got to be a choice, right? Like acting slash story-wise that she's like that. I mean, I guess you could say the same thing about like Obi-Wan Kenobi, right? Like his character in the new hope is definitely more um, composed. You know, he he's, yeah. doesn't have all like the quips, like, you know, you have a regular's character did. So I guess you could like just chalk it up to, you know, growing and, and becoming wiser. And I mean, I guess, I guess Yoda was kind of, kind of goofy at some points in his old age, but, <laughs> sure uh, but Ahsoka's been through a lot. So, yeah, could be I mean, all, all, I'm, all I'm saying is, I think it's, I think it is part of, uh, part of her journey, part, part of her, yeah, her story. Yeah, like yeah. I, I don't think they went in the intention of like making Ahsoka trying to feel like her old self. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it is more of a calculated thing. Agreed, agreed, definitely. But hey, I mean, just because it is like that <laughs> doesn't mean we have to like, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather, like you said, I'd rather see her more, little lively and more quippy. Um, Maybe, see that. maybe we'll see the full side of her when she finally connects with Anakin <laughs> as oh. a force ghost. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, we'll or, may, or maybe she'll go back to being shelled up oh. because of that. Oh god! <laughs> oh no! Uh, that, that's the only other moment I'm waiting that for. Yeah. What do you think, uh, Harney? Or getting Anakin Skywalker? I mean, it's it was in the trailers, or the the. the <laughs> The teaser commercials, like, I I don't know. And <laughs> does she reveal to her that he was redeemed at the end? Or does she know that? Because I feel like that could be something that could really kind of unlock her a little bit emotionally. Mm. If she knows that. Mm. It's a lot of guilt off her shoulders. Right, right. Mm. I guess the a, big, a big question is... Does this show take place before Book of Boba Fett or afterwards? Because if she's with Luke in Book of Boba Fett, we assume that she knows that he was redeemed. True. Yeah, good point. True. Good point. So maybe we will wow, see that. I, I, don't I hadn't even thought of that. <laughs> it is funny. Like I feel like that is a, a question of like where this like kind of takes place. That is a good a good thought. It does, it does, uh, it, it, what's, what's, Jesus, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I give a lot of credit to the storytelling of the actual show, like, because they have us in the story. Like, we haven't even, we don't have to think about, like, oh, what did Luke say to Ahsoka or what did, what does she know? Like, right now, it's not fully relevant to the story and it's not taking away from it either. Yeah. Right. I feel like in the past, it, it's the story hasn't been interesting enough and focused enough to like we have to and we end up asking those questions then because we're looking for something more substance. But here, you don't need to like you're satisfied with what's in front of you. Mm-hmm. I feel like. yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we've gotten a couple Anakin mentions so far, or maybe she just said what my master or something. Well, Harris say, says ha- your 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 master must have been like yeah. that too, or something. Yeah, we know we know Balin says Anakin. He knows at some something, point, unless that get cut from the show. But 
presumably we'll see or hear more about Anakin. So Anakin's talking to Ahsoka at some point. I don't know what that was in context with. <laughs> right. I don't like. Yeah. In my no mind, I record that for a commercial, right? He goes. You I never know. know. You, this, <laughs> you, ne- you never know. Like, but I really hope not. <laughs> <laughs> it scares me. <laughs> that would be such a tease. It's gotta be coming. Dave, <laughs> as your master. Yeah. <laughs> Literally talking to her. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, whenever that happens, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> text chain, text chain gonna blow up. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, well, I don't know. Do you guys have anything else? I think we were pretty comprehensive. That's all I got for now. Squeeze dry. <laughs> I feel like. I can't believe we'll, we'll end the episode and be like, "Oh, how do we not talk about that?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we do do that sometimes. I, I can't believe there's only five more episodes. That's crazy. Dude, don't think about it like that. Just think of how much we think of how much we've gotten already, and be like, "Wow, we get like almost double that." Yeah, we recorded our Mando app at like the the four episode mark. We're like, "All right, guys, this is our first Mandalorian app. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We're halfway through the season." Like, it's pretty much the same thing here. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, this was good. Excited for what's to come. Cool. Yeah, excited for tomorrow. We'll see uh, if anything we talked about uh, comes to fruition tomorrow. Maybe we'll get Thrawn tomorrow. Maybe we'll get Ezra tomorrow. Who knows? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, we didn't, mention, we didn't mention Jason, but we can talk about that next time. <laughs> little Jason Jr. Little, little Jr. <laughs> Kanan Jr. <laughs> Little guy. All right, that's all I got. Yeah, me too. Arnie, anything else? No, you're all good. Gucci. All right. Well, it's been fun talking all episodes one, two, and three of Ahsoka. It's been a long time coming. Uh, I think we got to mostly everything, but hopefully we'll do a couple more episodes before the season's over. Uh, maybe tomorrow night. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> yeah. But. We'll uh, see you all next time. Thanks for tuning in if you did. (laughs) And join us next time here on Wookiee Prisoner Time. May the Force be with you, always.